Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to Episode 8, Romance During a Pandemic. So, this episode is actually in response to requests by my millennial listeners and also my Gen Zs, also sometimes called iGens. And I have to tell you, it's just so cool, um, you know, after just starting this just a little over a month ago to have to have requests that, you know, they want to hear about, you know, um, what do we do? You know, we just started talking with someone, you know, you know, two weeks before the pandemic and then bang, you know, the country closes, the world closes actually. Right. And now what do we do? Uh, so to begin, in case there are any, any of my listeners out there who are not, who don't fall into the, to the generations of millennial or, um, iGen slash Gen Z, we must probably first uh, sort of interpret some of the vocabulary. So apparently, the the younger generations do not say the word relationship. No, they say that they are talking with someone, and uh, then they become a thing. The word relationship is apparently very old school. So since uh, it is basically... Um, our listeners, uh, from, from what I can tell, you know, those are, who are currently in college, kind of in the traditional age range, right up through um, late 20s. So one young lady I spoke with, is, she graduated last year with a degree in elementary education, and she was just getting started as an elementary school teacher um, with a with a sub substitute teaching when this uh, pandemic happened and right away she kind of uh, sort of chuckled at herself identifying I would say herself as an overthinker she says she's already an overthinker even on you know on a, on a good day and so now you know when her school closed she was immediately, you know, sent home to live, you know, to live at home again with her family, which is enough of an adjustment. And now with so much time on her hands and so much uncertainty, she is overthinking everything. And she then kind of explained to me that this is a big source of conversation with her friends, some of whom, you know, had just started relation. Nope. Sorry. We're not allowed to say relationships just started talking with someone, you know, two or three weeks before, you know, the bottom fell out of the world. Right. And this, you know, sort of kicked a whole lot of anxiety into gear here. So they had this person who they just started talking with, meaning again, texting mostly because apparently emailing is an old people thing to do as well. I learned a lot actually having these little interviews. I learned a whole lot that they were texting and starting to like someone, you know, starting to really, you know, want to, to, you know, see this person more, have more conversations um, in the millennial way or iGen way. And then all of a sudden, you know, the breaks were put on sort of immediately. So once again, apparently there's a whole lot of overthinking, which makes sense, even if someone's not sort of predisposed to this thought pattern with all, all of a sudden all this time on your 
hands. Uh, you know, that would be natural probably for many people. And from what they're telling me, there's also this feeling that they feel like they have to do something about this, um, you know, this person whom they just started talking with, but they can't. So there's this feeling of having no control. And of course, you know, the feeling of not having control is challenging even when we're not quarantined. No one wants to, you know, not have control of their life. I don't think anybody enjoys feeling that way. And now, uh, especially, especially with young adults, you know, just barely kind of getting, you know, control and freedom of their lives and starting that fun, you know, young adult life stage where they've got some independence and can make their own choices. And now many of them have, have temporarily been derailed from this independence and are now living, you know, back at home with their families. This is certainly true for young adults in college. You know, they, they were sent home with, you know, on a dime's notice, you know, uprooted from living in dorms and, you know, sorority and fraternity houses or off campus or whatever. And now they're back with mom and dad or dad and dad or whomever, you know, trying to readjust from having this wonderful independent life to, Honey, can you take the garbage out? Then we have, you know, the millennial crew who's out there, you know, living living in an apartment, and many of them major cities, I'm sure. In fact, our son is 28 and lives in Boston, and he's doing fine, works for a good company. And admittedly, he's very outgoing. So being, you know, stuck in his apartment, you know, uh, in quarantine, I'm sure it can't be that much fun. And then there's all, you know, of course, all the other pressure of, you know, uh, suiting up in masks and gloves to go to the grocery store, trying to get exercise, you know, um, trying to run in Boston when it's, you know, there's not a lot of people out there getting up very early or whatever. So for millennials who had just started talking to someone before this, um, you know, that can be very exciting. And then all of a sudden, you know, the bottom drops out. In addition to being quarantined, having grocery store stress and having a hard time, you know, exercising and not being able to do all the fun things millennials love to do, you know, go out to dinner, you know, go out to, you know, go out to clubs and all that, not being able to, you know, start up with this new person can certainly be very frustrating. So the overall themes so so far regarding romance during a pandemic seem to be an overall feeling of a lack of control over one's life when you know the the younger generations here have just gotten a lovely taste of what freedom is and then we have the overthinkers uh which also leads us to the what-if thinkers. So for that young adult who just started talking with someone, just started liking someone, you know, maybe even, you know, getting excited about having, you know, a future with this person, now all of a sudden it's what if he finds someone new? What if, you know, she or they find someone new? What if we do continue to talk with each other through this whole thing? And then, you know, we kind of make it through the pandemic, but we 
miss that natural window, you know, where it kind of goes into that next step. We miss that window. And now we kind of come out of the quarantine thing, but now it feels weird and awkward. And this brings me actually to one of, one of the, one of the uh, young adults I spoke with, she spoke about timing and just how that timing kind of is what it is. And her example was, what if you have, you know, sort of fall head over heels in love in high school and you're planning to go off to college and you have all these big plans and it, you know, th- this could be the most wonderful thing, except the timing just isn't right. The timing is just not right. And it's just not going to work. And she said that this whole quarantine thing kind of feels like that too, that, you, you know, you could, you could really be falling for somebody you know, the quarantine thing happened and it just sucks for lack of a better way to say it. And then we also have the catastrophizers. So let's say we have, you know, uh, the millennials in their, you know, mid late twenties, maybe they just started talk, talking with somebody at their work. Life is good. They're, they're going to, you're going out with work friends and doing work things. All of a sudden the bottom falls out and the catastrophizing starts, you know, what if this quarantine goes on longer than has been expected or, or predicted? What if the connection I have to this person is through work and all of our work friends? We've got a real, real good vibe going on right now. And what if, you know, we continue to be furloughed, laid off, or when the quarantine is over, they get rid of some jobs and now, you know, uh, I stay hired and he doesn't, or he stays hired and I don't, you know, what if I no longer am able to keep this job that I really, really like, and I have to make a a decision to, you know, move in with a sister or brother or, um, you know, God forbid, go home with mom and dad. I know that there's certainly a ton of anxiety out there with my own students, as far as the what if thinking, you know, they got sent packing uh, during spring break, told they couldn't come back. In fact, their their stuff is still there. And there's just a lot of anxiety about what if we don't go back in the fall? That's a, There's a lot of talk about that right now. What if we stay virtual during the fall? And this obviously brings a whole slew of, of other fears as well. Um, however, you know, with what our topic is, which is romance during quarantine, the, this, you know, the, the young adults currently in college may have just started talking with someone. And now all of a sudden they've been, you know, kind of ripped out of similar to the millennials, I guess, kind of with their, you know, work friends and, you know, potentially um, this new person in their life, you know, with uh, the romance twist that's also true for those still in college. It, their whole context is, you know, the college and their college friends. So it's the same sort of thing with the what if, like for the millennials, what if we don't go back to our jobs and that's our connection? Well, what if we don't go back to school or we do, but it's virtual and the connection isn't there. And this whole, you know, talking to each other over, you know, FaceTime or, whatever method of that to connect, it stays like this. It stays like this, and that natural window goes by. Then I have to say, uh, 
I had one young lady just really had me chuckling and not at the part about starving for connection because the I, the Gen Z's and the millennials we're all starving. All we're even us seasoned folks, we're all starving for connection. So certainly not making light of that. She had me chuckling when she was talking about some of her friends had uh, had been hitting up their exes. Uh, she said, "How and think about it. How much sense that makes because you know they're comfortable. You already you know you already know them, obviously. So you know getting on." you know, texting them or, um, you know, FaceTiming them, you know, just to sort of, you know, fill this craving for connection, which makes a lot of sense. And this young lady, though, was saying, you know, suggesting that strongly to hit the pause button on this one um, because it can really uh, just not be the best idea and can mess with your head. And it's really coming from a sort of a false sense of security. And she just strongly suggests to, um, you know, reach out to your friends in that case. And she also talked about uh, people, young adults, just kind of roaming around on Tinder just to talk with someone and for the same reason, to kind of fulfill this craving for connection. And yet another young adult talked about, you know, having all this time on her hands and, you know, over texting someone that you like simply due to this to this boredom and that, you can kind of fall into a trap of saying too much and just, uh, you know, potentially ruining something that could be a good thing. And once again, hitting the pause button is a good thing. You know, for those uh, getting back into it with the ex, remember, she says, remember that she left him for a reason. And also by, you know, roaming around Tinder, you know, also to fill this craving of connection, you know, before you know it, you got people sliding into your DMs. And then again, with the over texting somebody who could actually work out, you know, you may kind of mess that up by saying too much or rambling on and on or whatever. So it comes back to hitting the pause button. So I happen to have a sophomore from St. Lawrence University in New York here with me. And I'm going to ask her what her tips and suggestions are. So just kind of refresh us. We're, we're talking about being in the midst of a quarantine when young adults had started talking to talking to each other prior and and then gotten into kind of just a lot of sort of unhealthy, maybe unwanted thought patterns with a very large focus on what if thinking and catastrophizing and, um, you know, where this relationship may or may not go. So I'm going to ask her what her, what she might suggest to um, young adults out there who are maybe overly focused on this need to have a romantic connection during quarantine. Um, I would say one of the hardest things about being a young adult, a young woman especially, is the constant pressure to feel like your life is on a certain track. Um particularly in regards to romantic relationships. Um, millennial women on the on the upper end of being a millennial often are, are worried about this. And even being a sophomore in college, um, me and my friends worry about it all the time. So I would suggest to take this time, that's, you know, a, a nature-mandated break from everything, um, to focus on yourself and not be concerned with, you know, talking to somebody or being in a relationship with somebody because 
you deserve that break. And if you can't go four weeks without talking to somebody, then your issues go a lot deeper than being single. Wow, that was really good. Spot on there. So let me ask you, let's say if one of your friends, you know, called you up or FaceTimed you late at night, you know, all, all worked up about not being able to, you know, communicate or keep things going with this person they started talking with. What do you think you might, what do you might say to her? Um, I actually have gotten quite a few of those calls since being in quarantine. Um, and what I usually say to them is that the universe is not um, working against you, that it is my personal belief that things always happen for a reason. And while on a grand scale, I don't know what that means for everybody in quarantine, but I do think that if you are meant to be with somebody, the universe will eventually allow it. And if you're not, it won't. So the best way to battle anxiety about this is to separate what you can control from what you can't control. And that's true of anxiety, any type of anxiety. But the The good thing about quarantine is that nobody's truly in control. All we can do is stay at home and wait it out. Um, But oddly, the benefit of this is that it allows you to take stock on your life and figure out what you want and to focus on yourself. Personally, I don't see why you would ever want to fight that. Um, It seems like a good opportunity to to look inward and, and figure out who you are and to step away from the expectations of society or of yourself or of your family or your friends. Wow, that was certainly some solid wisdom coming from a Gen Z college student. So I'd like to say uh, big thank yous for joining us here on our Minecraft podcast series this morning. This is Kimberly Quinn signing off from Northern Vermont. Have a mindful day. Mm-hmm.